We meet today in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1 to verse 24. Our young man who has entered the school of wisdom is making good progress. And I hope that the rest of us are coming along with him and are learning the spiritual truths that are in these proverbs. They are proverbs of a lifetime. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Proverbs 18 verse 1. You see, the great division in the human family is between the saved people and the lost people, the children of God and those who are not the children of God. That means the children of the devil. That is the division that God sees. He does not make divisions like we do into categories, say, of black, white, yellow, or red people. No, God is really colorblind when it comes to these issues. Now the Bible does teach a separation of the saved people from the lost people. And Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 says, Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. I will receive you. You see, God is making it very clear that his people are to separate themselves from that which is unclean. He is referring particularly to idolatry, the immorality and the filthy conversation of the unsaved people. There should be separation from that. By the way, this is real segregation. Segregate yourself from the evil. That is important to do, my friend. Now, there are many saved people who emphasize separation. They form cliques and groups and practice the wrong kind of separation. They make up their little commandments, which are not actually biblical commandments. They follow them and feel that they should separate themselves from other believers. And they feel that this makes them very special people in the sight of God. They think they are superior, holier-than-thou attitude. Actually, generally, these people are not. They manifest many evidences of the flesh working in their lives. That is wrong kind of separation. That is not what the Bible teaches. Now, there is a group of strong separationists, and they are among the unsaved people, you see. We find that this kind is what is referred to in this proverb. This is the person who has separated himself for his own pleasure. This one refuses to listen to anything that is wise. And actually Jude speaks of them as being apostates. And he says they are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit of God. That is what we read in Jude chapter 19. They withdraw themselves from any group or individual who might reprimand them and begin their own little group and become very obnoxious. Generally, they are apostates. They separate themselves from the truth. They certainly cause a great deal of sorrow in this world. Proverbs 18 verse 2 says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. 
You see, a fool has no desire to hear the wisdom of others, but he only delights in sharing his own personal opinions, his own mind, since to him his views are unquestionably right. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. That is what we read in Proverbs 1 verse 30 and verse 31. In Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 we read, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Proverbs 18 verse 13 in this particular chapter, we also hear, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. You see, the fool only is preoccupied with his own mind. Wise counsel coming from Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 3 says, When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. Another modern proverb that we use is, Some persons cause happiness wherever they go, others whenever they go. Wherever they go, they cause happiness, while others whenever they go. I think that is a good proverb here, and it would apply to the crowd mentioned in this verse. These are some people who also bring great sorrow into the world. Proverbs 18 verse 4 The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. Every true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. He is a child of God. The Lord Jesus stood in the temple when the water was poured out at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. And he said in John 7 verse 37 and 34, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Then John interprets this for us in verse 39 of the same chapter of John 7. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, the child of God should learn to speak in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is so important, even in presenting the word of God and talking about the things of God. Proverbs 18 verse 5 It is not good to show partiality to the wicked, or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Now, here the admonition is, do not compromise with an evil person or a lawless person in order to overthrow a righteous person. This applies to individuals, you see. I believe it also applies to nations. Are nations not guilty of compromising with the wicked nations? These proverbs are very practical and they can be geared right into the life that we live today. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 6 to verse 8 says, A fool sleeps, enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. 
The words of a tale-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the innermost body. Now, the words of the tale-bearer or the words of a whisperer are as dainty morsels that go down into the depths of the soul. They are back again here. You see, as we see, we are back again to the subject of the fool. Remember that the Lord Jesus Christ has told us that we are not to call anyone a fool. Uh, we read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Now, Jesus warned that we should never call anyone a fool. However, God calls people fools because he knows them. He is the only one who has the right to describe who a fool is. And according to God's word, a fool is one who says in his heart, there is no God. We find again that a fool is a source of trouble. He is the one who is always stirring up contention, issuing complaints, finding faults. We can give another fitting proverb again in our modern world. Be considerate. Most people know how to express a complaint, but few utter a gracious compliment. The bee is seldom complimented for making honey. It is just criticized for stinging, and that is also true. Proverbs 18 verse 10 The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. You see, my friend, the name of the Lord is also the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is called Jesus because he saves his people from their sins. He is called Christ because he is the anointed one. He is the Lord of our life and our salvation. The Lord is a strong tower. You can run into it and be completely safe. This is a verse that many people have used in speaking to children, and I have used it myself, and I found it very effective. It speaks of security, and it reminds us that no one can pluck us out of God's hands. What a beautiful picture it is. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it, and they are safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and like a high wall in his own esteem. Proverbs 18 verse 11. You see here the rich man imagines his wealth to be a strong defense to secure him from whatever storm of life may come. But that protection is only in his own esteem, that is, in his own estimation, in actuality. Only God is a sure refuge, as verse 10 told us. Now, let us note that there are basic differences here now between Israel and the church, which we need to recognize. Material wealth was one of the promises of God to his people, Israel. But he did not promise that to us, my friend. God promised them a full basket, and he made good his word. He fulfilled his promise. He also said that he would take away their wealth 
as a judgment. He did that. The church is not a continuation of Israel, however, even though that is sometimes preached today. The church is not the next grade above Judaism, no. You can make a comparison, of course, and there are many likenesses. The contrasts, however, are greater. The church has not been promised material blessings. God has blessed us as believers. That we need to understand. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. The child of God needs to be fortified. He needs to get into the strong tower. He needs to be in this strong city and have the high wall around him. What is it? Well, the wall there is the knowledge of the word of God. We need to recognize that we are living in a very difficult time, in difficult times, and we are being tested. My friend, learn to read the word of God. If you don't understand it, read it again. If you don't understand it the second time, go over it once more. Then if you don't understand it the third time through, something is wrong. And you need to go to the Lord and tell him you are not getting it. Ask him to help you. The Spirit of God is our teacher. I know I am telling you this accurately because he hasn't yet let me down in this matter of understanding the word of God. When I look into his word and prayerfully ask him, Lord, what are you saying? He reveals his truth. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Proverbs 18 verse 13. Now, how often people try to pass judgment on someone else when they don't really know the person or the problem or the situation under which that person lives. How important it is for us to have all the facts before we express an opinion. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? Proverbs 18 verse 14. Now, you can break your leg and recover from that. But if your spirit is broken, you are completely broken, my friend. Only God can encourage you at a time like that. And remember that at the time of Nehemiah's governorship over the people of Israel. And even after they had rebuilt the walls, they still had not heard the word of God. When the word of God was read to them, they saw how far they were from God, and they began to weep. Nehemiah told them not to weep, because it was a time of rejoicing. He said in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now how important is it for us to know that the joy of the Lord is our strength? In the early days of my faith, we used to sing the song, Joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart, for the king is in residence there. My friend, I like that song. When the Lord Jesus Christ becomes the first choice in my life, even in your life, when he is the top priority, then you will not have that broken spirit that we hear so much about today. Give God the first choice. Give of your time, your effort, your thoughts, your companionship, your money, and see what happens. Have you tried that, my friend? A man's gift 
makes room for him and brings him before great men. Proverbs 18 verse 16. Now I hope you will nail this one down. This verse speaks of gifts. And as I have mentioned before, I believe every believer in Christ has a gift. Gifts of the Holy Spirit is a message we have in print that develops this subject before us. Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Think of that. Your tongue can be used to give out the gospel, and this will give life. It can also be used to say things that would drive people away from God, which makes it an instrument of death. The little tongue is the most important weapon in the world. The Bible has much to say about the tongue, and we find a lot about it in the book of Proverbs. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 18 verse 22. You see, the tongue is used when the fellow proposes to the girl, you see. He asks her to marry him, and that is a proper way for it to be done. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. You see, these two verses are connected. You may wish you have bitten off your tongue before you ask the fatal question. It is like the story of the old bachelor who had never met a woman whom he wanted to marry because he thought they all talked too much. He found one who seemed very quiet. He fell in love with her and asked her to marry him. The minute she accepted the proposal, she started talking. She talked about where they would go and how they would fix their house and on and on the discussion went on. Suddenly, after an hour or so, she realized that she was doing all the talking and he was quiet. Why don't you say something? She asked. He answered, I have said too much already. Isn't that funny? The Bible here says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I want to say that I have always thanked the Lord for my wife. It is wonderful to have a good wife and to have someone who is able to put up with me. I'm not that a nice person, but it is amazing to see that she is willing to put up with me. I have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Proverbs 18 verse 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. In other words, a man must not spread himself too thin among many superficial relationships. No, no. Far better is it to have genuine friends who become like family and love at all times. Even Proverbs 17 verse 17 emphasizes the same point. If you want to have friends, then show yourself friendly. By the way, are you a friend to your friends, my friend? There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Do you know who that friend is? He is closer to you than a brother can be. Jesus is the one. And he says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command. John 15 verse 14. 
Now, when I hear people singing, Jesus is my friend, I want to go over to them and ask, are you obeying his commands? For Jesus says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command. If you are not obeying him, I take it that you are not one of his friends. Jesus is a friend who will stick closer than a brother. He is our savior. He is the one who says when the whole world has gone out, he comes in, my friend. He loves us enough, and he loved us enough to die for us on the cross. He is the one who says, Lord, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, verse 20. And he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, verse 5. He also has given us this promise in John 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. There isn't anything you can do to improve such an arrangement. It is a wonderful arrangement. We have a wonderful friend who sticks closer than a brother. Have you known him? You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.